Welcome to the Top Order Podcast Daily. It's the 22nd match of this instalment of the tournament, a match in Chennai between Pakistan and Afghanistan. I think we've got to stop saying there's upsets in this World Cup, but we're going to unpick Afghanistan chasing down a total against Pakistan um, and winning their first game against Pakistan at the eighth time of asking. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about match day 23, Bangladesh versus South Africa, all coming up on the Top Order Podcast. Stay tuned. Well, Baldy, we're here today on the 22nd match of this tournament, um, a game at Chennai where I think there was obviously a prediction before the tournament started that this was one of the grounds that was going to perhaps spin more than others. Um, I think Afghanistan bought into that theory, dropping Asima and playing uh, four twirlers for this game on a wicket where um, it looked uh, yeah looked bolder than I did, actually. Um, not a blade of grass on that um, on that wicket. Um, and, and look, we were just talking off air. You, you think this is down to Pakistan potentially not doing their homework in terms of the uh, the result? Well, it certainly showed, you know, Afghanistan played four spinners. Pakistan really have been lacking a high-quality, world-class spinner in their lineup in this World Cup. And it, and it just showed. I mean, you only have to read the scorecard to have a look at who Pakistan targeted in their batting innings. They targeted the pace bowlers and they targeted Majib. Rashid, Noor Ahmed, who it's great to see him get a game. Um, they bowled, they bowled very, very well. Mohammad Nabi always bowls well, you know, restricted uh, Pakistan to a certain extent. Pakistan did quite well, though, to get something out of their middle order that we haven't seen from them very much at all in this World Cup. But, you know, from 200 for five with 10 overs to go, um, <clears throat> they got something out of Iftikhar. They got something out of Shadab Khan with the bat that pushed them up to 282 that I thought was a respectable score. If you have a look at their 30-over score, they were kind of 160 for 160 for four, I think it was. Um, you know, that puts them around that 280 mark. So I thought that was pretty much par for them. Um, but then they just didn't do their homework, as you say, against the Afghanistan openers, who have had an outstanding tournament so far. And they've absolutely been ferocious on anything wide. And, and Pakistan served up a diet of short, wide balls in the first 20 overs. And uh, Afghanistan put on 100 for the first wicket and they were away. And Bordy, talking about that Pakistan batting innings, um, I think, yeah, as you say, the 30-over score looked yeah, looked looked reasonable. But innings seemed to stutter a little bit. Babar Azam, top scoring with 74, um, five or six guys. Um, so Abdullah got a start. Uh, Sayed Shaquille got a start. Shadab got a start. Iftikhar got a start. Um were they not ruthless enough from a batting perspective, do you think, in terms of one of those guys going on and getting a a, a big 100 and, and perhaps posting, you know, 320, 330 instead? And I think that would have put the game out of out of reach for Afghanistan. If, if one of those guys had have gone on and, and got a big score, uh, let's just say it was Abdullah Shafiq went on and got 80 or 90 and batted with Bubba for a little bit longer, I think we would have seen that that would have put um, the 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 chase out of reach for Afghanistan. As it was, they weren't able to do that. And I think that's probably symbolic of Pakistan's tournament so far. They've just been off by um, just enough in the games that they've lost that they've allowed the opposition into the game. And in this case, the opposition take full advantage. Yeah, look, absolutely. I, I think um, the thing that then impressed me with the with the chase, Baldy, was, um, you know, they lost... Uh, 
Uh, Gerbaz, 130 for one, and, and that's a, a pretty good lick as well. So he was out, I think, in the 21st over. So um, pretty decent uh, pretty decent run rates up until that point. There, did, there wasn't any uh, any panic there from, from Ramat who came in and obviously, um, yeah, put the icing on the cake in, in terms of um, icing that. Um, icing that game. They then lost another wicket about 10 overs later, but they didn't press the panic button, which I thought was, um, yeah, w- was was really, you know, really sort of belying perhaps their one day international experience, just how calmly they iced that game t- two down, um, took it obviously pretty, pretty deep. But yeah, I don't think there was any, um, any doubt that they were going to get over the line. Um, if they'd have needed to, they could have, you know, could have put the foot down a little bit. It was a really, really calm, um, calm chase, I thought, from, from the Afghani, mm. Afghani boys as well. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, we we talked about in the uh, preview to the World Cup whether or not Afghanistan were going to be able to get any runs or, or big runs outside of their top order, their their openers. They've certainly got great contributions from Gerbats and 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 Ibrahim Zadran. Gerbats is now one of the top ten run scorers in this World Cup. He's got more runs than Klassen. He's got more runs than Van der Dussen. He's got more runs than Mitchell Marsh. He's having a fantastic tournament. But as you say, it was an absolutely professional, measured, um, really well understood batting performance from Ramit Shah and the captain, uh, Hashmatullah Shahidi, to get them to the line knowing exactly how many they needed. They got it with an over to go, which is exactly what you want them to be able to target. That was an outstanding chase from them. And as you say, they didn't panic. They didn't either go into their shell or, you know, try and go too hard at that chase and lose, you know, an extra couple of wickets. If they were 200 for four, I think they would have lost that game for sure. But they did a really, really good job of making sure that they kept their cool, kept calm, um, built another partnership. And as it was, you know, Shah, uh, Ramat Shah ended up with 77 not and um, Hashmatullah ended up with 48 not and, the, and they walked at home. And like you say, from that position, they, they never looked like they were going to miss out. It was just a case of making sure they, they did the business and got home. So a fantastic performance from Afghanistan. They have been really, really good in this World Cup. They deserve so much praise for the way they've played their cricket, the way that they've bowled really, really well. I mean, you know, Pakistan got 280 last night and Mohammad Nabi went for 31 off 10. Rashid Khan went for 41 off 10. I mean, those guys have been outstanding for them. And the big question was, where are they going to get their runs from? They're going to get their runs from, you know, getting a little bit of width outside off stump um, and really attacking. You know, they got 70 off the power play, which was, again, outstanding, set the tone. And then they were able to just pace their chase beautifully. A, a fantastic performance from them. Let's take a little bit of a look forward, Baldy. Um, we've got um, a game, obviously, um, tonight um, in the tournament. So we've got Bangladesh facing South Africa. Before we just talk briefly about that, South Africa in a pretty rich vein of, of form at the moment. The way the table looks at the moment is, look, I, I guess, pretty interesting in that you've got, um, I think if my maths is right, um, six teams, seven teams, in fact, with three losses already um, in, in the tournament. Um, okay, there's a couple of those teams that haven't, um, you know, that, that, that have paid five games um, versus the majority of the runners and riders in the tournament and are four, four games in. That obviously evens up a little bit um, this evening. So South Africa and Bangladesh will both go to, uh, to, to five games at that point. Um, 
you've said you know a hell of a lot that that Australia England game is is a pretty big one uh, probably for both teams. Uh, you know, if England managed to get um, over the line, that puts Australia on on three losses. Um, you'd think, obviously, if England lose that game, that, that you know they're they're out of the tournament. But at, at the minute, it, you know, it really does look like India and New Zealand um, pretty close to the top of the table. Um, New Zealand just dropping that one game to India so far. South Africa looking pretty strong at the moment as well. Um, it, it could almost be five or six teams vying for that fourth fourth spot. Um, and look, I know things can change over the course of a couple of days. Um, but yeah, very much that looks like what it's shaping up to be over the course of the next uh, the next uh, week or so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was reading an article in the Murdoch Press this morning that highlighted the fact that um, from here, a side can win seven games and miss out on the top four. And a side can actually technically, mathematically, make the top four having only won three games if all the permutations go their way. So um, there's there's hope for Pakistan yet. You know, they've lost three games on the trot now and are looking like they're in a bit of a hole in this World Cup, but there's still opportunity for them to rectify that, to get themselves back on track. I think the team that finishes fourth is going to have to finish with a really positive net run rate. Um, <clears throat> so that, you know, if you, even if you have a look at those sides that are in that four through to 10 bracket, none of them have a positive net run rate at the moment. Australia have point negative 0.1, uh, Pakistan negative 0.4, and then you go down and down and down, and England are at the bottom with negative 1.2. So the team that makes it into that fourth spot is going to have the best net run rate. South Africa are in a terrific position uh, with, a po- uh, with a positive net run rate of plus 2.2. They play Bangladesh tonight, as you say, a chance to cement their credentials for the tournament in terms of being able to take care of business and also being able to cement their credentials against a good spin attack as well. Um, and put themselves firmly inside the top four. And then it's a case of, you know, the chase is on. England aren't out of it. I know you were, um, you know, you were probably on a, a bit of a, a welfare check mode uh, after the game against, <clears throat> uh, after a game after the, the last game that they played. But really from here, because Pakistan have now dropped their, their game and they've got three losses, there is an opportunity for England to climb the ladder. Their next win would put them on the same number of wins and losses against Pakistan a big win could put them ahead on net run rate, could put them as high as fifth or sixth in this tournament standings. So there's plenty of manoeuvring to go in that chasing pack as we go forward. But, you know, you've got to give praise to Afghanistan. Halfway through their tournament, they're two and three. They're sitting in sixth on the table. They're ahead of um, fancied rivals in in Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and England so far. So credit to them. Yeah, look, uh, Border, yeah, look, absolutely. I, 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 you know, I think it's definitely going to be an uphill task um, for, for a couple of teams, Pakistan and England now, to wrestle their way back into this tournament. Um, but yeah, as you say, with the table being so, uh, yeah, so tight, um, yeah, a, a single game could, you know, could definitely sort of swing things um, quite significantly. Um, and yeah, as you as you also point out, I think you know we were talking about it even in the very first game of the tournament, weren't we? That net run rate could become very important. Um, and yeah, certainly looking like that might be um, a factor as we move uh, later um, into the tournament. Well, buddy, these games do come thick and fast, as we said. Um, Bangladesh, South Africa, the only game uh, today, uh, the 23rd match of the World Cup. Um, so that kicks off 9:30 p.m. Um, here in New Zealand. Um, we'll be back, obviously, on the Top Order podcast um, to review that. We're also going to pop it, pop up in your feed 
with um, normal programming, shall we say. We'll um, do a little bit of a mid-tournament check-in, I think, um, get all the boys um, in a room um, over the course of the next, uh, the next uh, four or five days, hopefully, into your podcast feed. But we will also be coming to you um, every game day uh, throughout this tournament uh, with news and views uh, from the cricket happening down in India. Um, but Bordy, unless there's anything else from you, it's um, going to be good morning uh, from us and we'll get about our, our work day um, and we'll be back in the morning to talk Bangladesh, South Africa. No, nothing from me, Your Honour. It's a, it's a quick game. It's a good game this morning. Uh, but congratulations again to Afghanistan. They've played fantastically throughout Absolutely. this World Cup and, and fully deserve a terrific victory over Pakistan. Brilliant. That's it from us. We'll see you tomorrow.